Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. This is about Christmas, but uh, I have to say, long before Thanksgiving, when the first tinsel appears, the first thought of panic, of utter helplessness, comes within my mind. My brain is empty. What will I give my kids for Christmas? They have everything, especially that one. (laughs) And my other one is a minimalist. And then there's the grandkids. They're between 18 and 23. They like money. They like to go shopping by themselves. But what is the meaning in this uh, today? And then there are the charities come knocking in letters, and there are the service providers throughout the year. They like a pat on the back. And then there's the husband of many years who loves me through my daily imperfections. Now, uh, I like Santa. Uh, I'm not a rebel without a clause. <laughs> I, but I don't like the pressure, the angst, the chaos, the, the crowds that uh, come at this time of year. Uh, marketing has, tries to seduce me into buying too much, that more is better. That, uh, that it's even a sign of love. Yet, I like the outward expression of the finest quality that we humans possess, the gift of love. And uh, this season makes a strong effort to show that. And uh, there are many symbols that help us along with that, such as togetherness, food, bells, evergreens, lights, music, gifts. All of those are part of my Christmas story. Now, let me take you to the early part of my life. I had two grandmas, one Oma and an Ama. Baking cookies with my Oma comes to mind. She lived way up high in an apartment building, 92 steps up to be exact. As I traipsed up those worn wooden stairs with the wrought iron balustrade, and many weeks before Christmas, she started to bake cookies, about 13 varieties of them, and all of them different. There was Lebkuchen with cinnamon and cloves and other spices, Pfeffernüsse, Kipfel with hazelnuts, uh, Springerle with little pictures on them, and anise, and Russisch Brot, and many others. I liked the diamond-shaped, double-decker butter cookies with the creamy chocolate filling the best. And of course, my grandma let me uh, scrape the generous rest of each bowl. Lucky me. Now, in my tiny home, about 20 minutes away on the fourth floor, there was no baking. Uh, there, was not, there was not much 
going on. My mother had maybe a small Christmas tree with handed down ornaments and some tinsel. It wasn't very elaborate, not even very harmonious at times. I remember one Christmas, as we were about ready to sit down for dinner, in my exuberance, I went over and sat on the, a stack of plates that were momentarily on the couch and broke some. I got a big scolding, maybe even a whack. I felt awful. This was not a good evening. I don't even remember what we had for dinner that night. However, the one flagship starring event, indescribably delicious and extraordinary, the most wonderful, unforgettable, singularly memorable Christmas of perfection in my mind, came to be at my Amma's house, my other grandma's. It began with us walking from our apartment through the densely wooded city park uh, and several streets to the stately mansion of my mother's parents. I must have been nine years old, my brother eight. And uh, it was December 24th, late in the afternoon, already dark from the short winter days. And we were going to a, we, a festive highlight that we had been anticipating for weeks. That's why the cookies were being baked, why the city lights, the city dressed up the streets with colorful lights, why the grown-ups were whispering and secretive, why packages were being wrapped. Now we were walking through cold, slushy snow to a family gathering, and we knew it would be a very special and unusual evening. Well, we came to the locked gate by the street and rang the buzzer. It opened. We walked to the front door, being welcomed, ushered in, take off the heavy clothes, and we went in the next room with all the noisy chatters. There we all greeted each other and soon went to the dining room with the large table and uh, decked in fine linen and china with crystal and sterling silver cutlery. There must have been 10 of us, all my favorite relatives that I knew so well. Well, the meal began with a clear beef broth with tiny marrow meatballs and some sprinkling of parsley and chives, accompanied by the star of the show, the once a year meat selection, ordered six weeks in advance and considered traditional and still is of a boiled, peeled, sliced meat cow's tongue. Tender and tasty. I should have said beef's tongue. <laughs> Sounds better. <laughs> and the, the, accompanied by mashed potatoes, gravy, tiny peas, lingonberry sauce, and a butter lettuce salad. Always butter lettuce. Well, by the time dessert was coming around, 
of maybe pear slices poached in wine sauce. We kids were stuffed and about to burst, both from the good food, but also what we were anticipating and waiting for, that little bell that would say that the Christ child had come and that we could go in the other room with the locked door. Well, the grown-ups were talking and laughing entirely too much, swapping stories, <coughs> teasing each other, while we too were sitting there dangling our feet, occasionally reprimanded about our manners, and otherwise pretty much ignored. Me, with my big bow in my hair, and my brother with his slick blonde hair combed forward, Finally, we heard the sound of a tiny bell. Nobody else seemed to notice. We jumped up, the door opened, and there it was. The eight-foot Christmas tree decked in, covered in light, beautiful candlelight, lighting up the dark room with a golden, flickering glow. We just stood there in awe of this magic moment. The other people stood there too. All the relatives stood still, contemplating, enjoying the reason for the special evening, the significance. Well, after about a couple of minutes, the electric lights were turned on, the candles watched a little longer, and then we saw all those packages under the tree, uh, promising further surprises, but not yet. Uh, we had to recite our poems that we had been practicing for weeks. <laughs> and then my grandmother would go to the grand... Steinway grand piano and play songs for all of us to sing, such as Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht, or O Tannenbaum, O Tannenbaum, we twice in deine Blätter. And another one was Still, Still, Still. Weil's Kindlein schlafen will. Well, finally, we get to have a package or two as if it was our birthday. And we kids knew it was really the birth, the celebration of the birth of baby Jesus. Well, that was a wonderful evening, and we walked back home through the frozen snow. But I tell you, sleep was sweet and very satisfying that night. Well, as I reflect on that evening a long time ago, I can see that that night, that little girl was wrapped in love and togetherness tightly. And from then on, as through the myriad of life's experiences, Love and belonging always sought to repeat itself. And it is expressing itself 
again, right now, as we are together in this magic moment within the story, story circle. And I can tell you right now, sleep will be very sweet and satisfying tonight. Thank you. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.